This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Chiefs won 40-9 on Sunday against the Oakland Raiders, yet still there was a lot to be desired. I'm Ryland Stiles. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. It's a part of the fan-sided podcasting network and arrowheadattic.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And Andy Reid continues his dominance after the bye week, continues his dominance over the division, and Derek Carr continues to fail in Arrowhead Stadium. That was a good game. 40-9 to is a huge win at any level, but especially in the NFL when the margin of victory is normally a possession, no matter how good or bad each team is on paper. The problem is, though, the offense still didn't look at their peak yet. And that's scary for the NFL because... If you take away Juan Thornhill's pick six, if you take away some of the good things that the defense did, creating turnovers and whatnot, Patrick Mahomes only had 175 passing yards. The leading rusher for the Chiefs was Darwin Thompson, who had 44 garbage time rushing yards and a touchdown. By no means was this 40-point output the ceiling for the Chiefs. And entering the last month of the season... Maybe we just won't see that ceiling for the Chiefs this year because we've been saying that all year long, how the Chiefs aren't there yet. Or maybe we'll see it Sunday, and maybe the Chiefs are peaking at the right time. I think it's the latter. Will the Chiefs ever be elite this season or not? I think that ever, in terms of next year, the year after that, of course they're going to be. But this year, will they be elite? That question is brings us perfectly to our first iTunes review. It comes from Chiefs Hog. He had a five-star review. Love the show. Would it be beneficial for the Chiefs offense to watch film of last year's Raiders game to kind of remind them that they can get back to scoring 50 points every game? Now, what I think that Chiefs Hog means by this is if you watch the team play against the Raiders, if you watch the team play this season, they don't have that same creativity. They don't have that same, those same play designs. They don't have that same juice as they did last season. Now, you could argue that Andy Reid didn't just lose his football acumen overnight. He didn't just stop becoming a football genius. He didn't just stop being an offensive mastermind. And maybe, just maybe, 
he's saving all of that for when it matters in the postseason because, quite frankly, now that the Chiefs have this division locked up and that they're into the playoffs, barring some disaster that no one sees happening, these games no longer matter. What matters is what you can do in the postseason. So instead of going all out to win a game against the Rams, which they eventually lost, obviously, instead of pulling all the tricks you have out of your bag in the regular season, maybe save some of those and hit them with them in the playoffs. That could be an option here. Maybe it's also due to Patrick Mahomes' injury. Now, he looks fully healthy last week, but maybe they're still a little bit scared to unleash him the entire way. I'm not sure what the fix would be, but I do think that we'll see the fix pretty soon. I think now it's go time. I think they're, they're no longer going to baby Patrick Mahomes. They're no longer going to coast. I think Sunday against the, against the Patriots, you're going to see, for the first time all year, Andy Reid put his foot down, this offense put their foot down, this defense put their foot down, all at once. If you look at the theme of the season, it's been the offense one game, we'll have a great game, and the defense will have a lackluster game. Or maybe the defense is a great game, the offense is a good game, and the special teams is a terrible game. They haven't quite put it all together. Sunday was a good step, but again, that's a good performance for any other offense. But 175 passing yards from Mahomes is nothing to write home about. Now that he's a victim of his own success, but it's nothing to write home about. I know the weather factors, but he's supposed to have a can of an arm that can cut through any weather. That, that excuse was good for Alex Smith in New York, those two games against the Jets and the Giants. It's not good for Patrick Mahomes. He just had an off game, and that's okay, because his off game is 175 yards, a touchdown through the air, a touchdown on the ground, and 40 points of, uh, on, on, the, on the scoreboard. Again, helped out by that pick six from Juan Thornhill. I think that you're going to see this Sunday a complete game. And this Sunday is going to be the game that we will know who the Chiefs are. Because Patrick Mahomes is going to come out on fire against the team that has beat him twice. Two games that he would want back where he had a slow start in each of them. And if he doesn't have that slow start, maybe he could have made made up for that defense that was horrendous. Again, not blaming those losses on Patrick Mahomes. But we all know that that defense last year was porous. And so with a faster start from Mahomes in that offense, maybe they get away with those games. If D4 is an offsides, you win the AFC Championship game and you go to the Super Bowl. Andy Reid, I'm sure, is sick and tired of losing big games to Belichick. And this is a big game. This isn't week one with Alex Smith and Kareem Hunt. This is December football. The Patriots are coming off yet another loss. And a loss from you could put yourself back into that position to where you might be able to fight your way into a bye. I don't think that that will happen even if you do beat the Patriots. But in order to keep that dream alive, you have to beat the Patriots. So there's going to be a lot on the line for the Chiefs on Sunday. And if they cannot come out and play their most complete game on Sunday, we'll know what this team is. For 2019-20, we'll know what this team is. I think on Sunday you're going to see the best performance from every player on this team. So to answer your question, Chief Hog, thank you for the five-star review. Thank you for continuing to love the show and listen to the show. 
I get the sentiment. I think that they need to think back to that game and really just go back to that playbook because not to say that the routes that they're running are elementary, but they're just not very effective this year compared to how they were last year. And that's really hurting Mahomes, especially whenever he had the banged up offensive line. I think that you really need to get back to that creativity from the Rams game. And I think that you're going to see that starting to move forward here as we're into meaningful football in December and January. Because if we're honest with ourselves, this is what we said all along. We said all off season, I only care about what happens in December, in January, and hopefully in February. Well, now we're there. So let's see what happens and let's we can start being critical now. I don't want to overreact to the Titans game. I don't want to overreact to this game or that game. From here on out, though, it's time to go. So thank you for the review, Chiefs Hog. Let's talk a little bit more about the Raiders game. We talked a little bit about it in the uh, first segment. But let's talk now about that defense. The defense for Kansas City again stepped up and set the tone. The offense had a chance to put the game away after a special teams forced fumble on the kickoff. They didn't do it. Again, they're not sweeping the leg. They're not putting teams away whenever they first get their chance. Luckily in this game, they got multiple chances. You're not going to always get those chances. You have to be effective every time you have the football. But the defense, again, got three turnovers. Only allowed 332 yards and 19 first downs. And I say only because I don't care how many yards that the defense gives up. What I care about is how many points that the defense gives up. And they have a way of shoring up when they need to. Of finding a way to get stops and get turnovers. I love what I see from that Chiefs defense recently. I thought this game against the Raiders was Spag's best game of, of play calling. From snap one to the last snap of the game, he had great design blitzes. He had great disguises. He had really just a great everything. He had a phenomenal coaching day. Steve Spagnolia did. The defense really was the best unit on the team. Again. They did their job against Tennessee. You can go back and listen to that podcast if you don't believe me. I explain that all there. They really won the game against the Chargers, and now this. They set the tone, they made sure that you put them away early, and they did the job. The offense, again, it was not it was not that pretty in terms of what you expect. It was not the fireworks show. It was not lights out. It was not elite. It was good. It was good. It was a good offensive game. But they can be better. Let's jump back over the defense for a second. The whole narrative of that they didn't get up the run too much to Josh Jacobs isn't true. Josh Jacobs still got 104 yards. That doesn't tell the whole story, though. This is what Chiefs fans were trying to tell the national media whenever they were still talking about how bad the Chiefs run defense is. The team is built on offense. So if the offense can get up two possessions, then the other team can no longer run the football. That's how they beat the Baltimore Ravens. That's how they stop the Oakland Raiders offense from getting anything started. Because once they found success with Josh Jacobs, okay, well, the Chiefs are up two possessions. Okay, now the Chiefs are up three possessions. You can no longer run the football. It's up to Derek Carr. And oh, wait, he just threw two more interceptions. He just got sacked twice. 
He's flustered. It's over. That's how they stopped Lamar Jackson. They forced him to throw the football more than he's thrown all year. The, the offense has to help the defense here. The defense is much improved. The defense is a is a, a barely below average unit. But they still need that help from the offense, which we, which we knew all along was going to be the case. I think that the rush defense wasn't that much better in this year compared to the Titans, but they only had to defend it for 17 carries. It wasn't that much better at all, actually. But the Raiders couldn't afford to run the football. They were down by too much, and that has always and will always be this season the formula for the Chiefs. And when they get away from that, when they can't get up by two possessions, when the early stops by the defense aren't rewarded, then you get into a mess like you saw in Tennessee. Which, again, the defense did their job against Tennessee. They got the last, they got the turnover with two minutes left. That should have been the ball game. But we won't go back to that game. If you want to go back to that game, for some reason, you can listen to that podcast where I talked all about that. But we talked about Spag's play design. We talked about Mahomes rushing in for a touchdown, which was the first play, really, that I thought, okay, he's back. It wasn't a fancy pass. It wasn't a no-look pass. It wasn't a jump pass. It wasn't any of that. It was a rollout scramble for a touchdown where he had no signs of limping. He had no signs of being injured. He just ran into the end zone and did his little brush-off flex thing. He was back. So that was another great sign from this game. But the best sign from this game, I think, is the no penalties. Oakland had 12 for 99 yards, but the Chiefs had no penalties, and they had zero turnovers. If they can play smart football, they're the best team in the NFL. The problem is, for most of the season, they haven't played smart football. They also haven't had Patrick Mahomes. They haven't had Eric Fisher. They haven't had name Terry Kill. Name any of the players you want to name that are, that are the key cogs of this unit. They probably haven't had them for some of the season. And, and on top of that, they haven't been playing smart football. When they play smart football, they blow teams out. And again, Juan Thornhill was huge. He made a, a huge fourth and one stop on an end-around play, which all year long, as a rookie, he's been criticized for his tackling. It's not up to par just yet. He's not a very good tackler. But on an end-around play, he made a huge stop that really killed any momentum Oakland tried to get in that early second quarter. And then, of course, his pick six was huge. To put him up 21-0 and end that football game. The defense ended with no points. The Raiders didn't score until garbage time. It was a great defensive game. Chris Jones was incredible. You've got to find a way to pay Chris Jones. I know it'll be difficult, but you've put yourself in this situation. You cannot let players like Chris Jones go. Find a way to trade Frank Clark if you have to. Find a way to do whatever you need to do, but you cannot let Chris Jones go. You just can't. He was remarkable against Derek Carr. Remarkable. One good play design, though, that I did note from the offense, we talked about it earlier, that they're not really having that same juice and creativity from a year ago, was a play design that had Tariq Hill motioning into the backfield to where all eyes are on him. Patrick Mahomes turned around as if he was going to toss it to Mahomes, but instead flipped it over to LaShawn McCoy, who has, who had an untouched walk into the end zone because the entire defense shifted and focused on Terry Kill. 
That's the kind of stuff that you want to see from this offense. You can call it gimmicky, you can call it gadgety, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but that's the kind of stuff this offense needs to do. They have so many weapons, so many ways to beat you, and they need to show you as much window dressing as it takes to, to get you off your off your mark. And I think that they're going to do that on Sunday. Again, I think Sunday will be treated like a playoff game from Andy Reid's standpoint, from Spag's standpoint, from Mahomes' standpoint. I think everyone knows what's on the line going into New England. Again, you have an outside shot if you beat them at getting a bye week in the playoffs. But it's also just getting that monkey off your back of finally beating them with this unit. With not, not in week one with Alex Smith. With this unit finally getting over that hump. First, let's talk about some roster moves and then we'll talk about that Patriots game even more. Darwin Williams is on the IR. Did I say Darwin? Daryl Williams is on the IR. My apologies there. It sucks for him. I really enjoyed watching him run the football. I think he's he's a fun guy to watch with the football in his hands. But if you did watch on Sunday the garbage time after CBS tried to pull the game away, luckily Sunday Ticket had it uh, on their end. Darwin Thompson had a great garbage time. Now that was just garbage time, so we don't know how realistic it is to expect him to run like that all the time. But he was fun to watch, man. He was jumping over guys, trucking guys, fighting for every inch he could get, and protecting the football. I want to see more Darwin Thompson in my life. I want to see the Chiefs trust him more, give him the football more, and try to utilize him a lot more. But they also re-signed Spencer Ware. Obviously, if you're a Chiefs fan, you know who Spencer Ware is. He was with the team for a long time. Really, if he didn't get hurt, he probably doesn't even let Kareem Hunt shine in his rookie year. So, you know, it's a sad situation for him to get hurt and all that in Seattle in the, in the preseason. But nonetheless, he's back. I like Spencer Ware. He was always one of my favorite players to watch. Kind of a low-key guy that just kind of did his job, got off the field, did what he needed to do. There's no. This isn't a bad resigning. There's no money heavily invested in him. It's a one-year deal. If Whatever he can contribute is going to be good. But it's glad to see Spencer Ware back in a Chiefs uniform. Sharkandrick West retired from the NFL this week also. Again, another scat back from the Chiefs that you might remember. Again, another guy that I really liked watching to play football. He retired. And so that's all the roster moves from this week. Greg, uh, Garrick Dieter, of course, got cut and then re-signed to the practice squad. Shout out Patrick Mahomes. Let's talk more about this Patriots game before we wrap this show up. Can the Chiefs win on Sunday? I think, honestly, that they should be the favorites to win on Sunday. I haven't checked the lines for any game from our friends over at the Action Network. I'll do that on the next on uh, tomorrow's show. But I think they should be the favorite to win this game. I'm sure that they're not because they're on the road. You get three points just for being at home. And then on top of that, it's the Patriots. And we already talked about the last two times Mahomes played the Patriots. This Chiefs team just needs to contain that running game. And it's not so much the defense. It's the offense. Get up by a couple possessions and the Patriots are useless. Tom Brady can no longer drop back and beat you. Especially not with his secondary. You have a good secondary in Kansas City. Tom Brady can no longer drop back and pick you apart and just 
strike fear into your eyes. He's a game manager. And what happens when you play a game manager? Get up by a couple possessions, and the ball game's over. And the Chief, and the Patriots do not score at a high clip. So it's no longer a daunting task, an impossible task, to get up by a couple possessions to beat the Patriots. I think a win on Sunday would end all of the negativity from both sides, Chiefs fans and otherwise. You have Chiefs fans who are saying this team's a fraud, this team is not as good as last year, this team isn't going anywhere, this team's going to lose in the wild card round to the Bills, give me a break, the Bills are awful. I mean, seriously, they have a good defense, nothing else. I'm, I'm not here for the Bills. Decent record, nothing to write home about. They might beat the Patriots for their division. That'd be pretty cool for them. Their offense cannot beat the Chiefs. Their defense is good. Defense is really good. But they cannot beat the Chiefs. I don't care about the Chiefs bugaboo in the postseason. I know all about it. I've lived through it. But Josh Allen is not beating the Chiefs. I can tell you that right now in the postseason. Nonetheless, I think a win on Sunday... Silence the noise. It'll silence the noise from the Chiefs fans who are, again, saying that this team sucks. From the national media who are raving about the Ravens but saying nothing about the Chiefs and basically saying that the Chiefs are overhyped and the Chiefs can't win the big one and the Chiefs are going nowhere in the playoffs. This win is going to end all of that because for some reason we refuse to look at the Patriots the way that they are. They have a decent defense. Their defense is inflated based on the terrible opponents that they played. If the Chiefs defense got to play Miami and Buffalo, they'd also have a great defense. If they got to play the Jets every week, they'd also have a good defense. If they got to play the Redskins and the NFC least, they'd also have a good defense. It was incredibly inflated, the, the Patriots defenses. It's not scary whatsoever. Patrick Mahomes is not going to have an issue with that defense Sunday. And so since... The media and the fans still hold that Patriots brand in a high regard. I think a win Sunday firmly puts the Chiefs back into that Super Bowl mix, into that Super Bowl contenders list, power rankings, whatever you want to look at on Monday. Which, they should already be there. Because anytime Mahomes enters the postseason, as he will this year, he is going to be a threat. And the Chiefs and the, and the Chiefs kingdom is going to enjoy that for the next 10 12, 15 years. There's going to be ups and downs. But any time Mahomes steps on the field in the postseason, you cannot count him out. There are always going to be contenders. I don't care who's around him. I don't care who's on the other side of the football. I don't care about any of that. The Chiefs should still firmly be in their Super Bowl mix. And since people are counting them out, I think that they'll make a statement Sunday. We're going to talk way more about this game in the next episode tomorrow, but... I think they're making a statement on Sunday. I think that they're going to come out and kind of shut people up. And for some reason, people are going to overvalue this win. Will this be a good win? Absolutely. Get that monkey off your back. It'll be a good win for the mental state of Chiefs Kingdom and for the team. But in terms of beating a good team, they're beating an average team. Let's call it what it is. I know what their record shows, but look at who they beat. Look at who who they've played. They're an average football team. But you still need to get over that hump. It's a mental thing. The Chiefs will make a statement on Sunday. You can hear more about that on tomorrow's show. I'm sorry for only, I'm sorry for only two weeks. Uh, no, excuse me. 
I'm sorry for only two days of shows this week, but family stuff and finals week and a head cold has been really just throwing off my schedule. After the Patriots game, you're going to get next week the Patriots reaction, the uh, the week, what is it, 13, 14 recap, and then the preview of the next game. So you'll be back to three shows next week as we finish out December strong and go into the postseason. A lot of fun stuff coming up for postseason coverage. I hope that you'll stay with us. I'm Roland Stiles. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. It's a part of the Fansided Podcasting Network on arrowheadaddict.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. It's also in the description below. Leave a five-star review or any star review. And if you have a question in that review, I will answer it just as I did for Chiefs Hog today. Thank you very much, Chiefs Hog. Uh, also, tweet at me your Chiefs opinions, your NFL opinions, and we play a little bit of, of, of a game called Ruling on the Field on Tuesdays where I read your opinion and I tell you if you were right or wrong. That's always fun. So again, on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. This has been a fun show, a short show, but a fun show. I'll be back tomorrow with a much longer show after I kind of, again, get over this head cold and get some of this stuff situated out. But thank you all for listening. Again, this has been the Airhead Podcast. It's a part of the Fans Hide Podcasting Network. Be good and be good to one another. We will see you guys tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.